What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Mordcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Course Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com, where you could pick yourself a bottle of the uh, pick yourself up a bottle of the Red Zinfantil that was uh, finished with in whiskey bottles, uh, whiskey barrels. Excuse me. So those are those are really good. It's back. You don't often see Zinfandel paired with a whiskey finish, um, but Blanchard pulled it off, and they pulled it off really, really well. I highly suggest you check that out, or you could get that 2017 Cabernet that I've been carping on about for the last two years, uh, or you can get some of the Blake Street Blend, all of which are very, very good. I, I, I recommend all of them. Um, they also got whites. They got uh, blends. They got, you know, they've got reds. They've got uh, rosés, they got whiskey, uh, excuse me, wine cocktails. Um, now, the Red Zinn was finished by whiskey barrels from Deviation Distillers, which is also in the dairy block. Um, if you go to bfwdenver.com, you could book yourself a virtual wine tasting, which, considering the state of COVID right now, is probably a good idea. Or uh, you can pick yourself up a bottle. You know, they got all their bottles right there, and they can tell you exactly what, what you want uh, right there. And their uh, staff is both friendly and supportive. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. The final one, maybe the final one of the of the year. I don't know. Um, we are going. I'm going to uh, kind of play this by ear. Um, I may have something to say. If there's news that comes down, uh, I may insert one in the week between. Uh, otherwise, you can probably. I'm going to be recording a bunch of Gen X shows um, for the next couple weeks. Um, but I probably will resume regular Mortcats the first week of, uh, of, uh, January. But, uh, once again, like I said, if there's news that comes up, I will definitely, uh, put another, uh, CSG out there and I'll, uh, I'll have something to say about it. But today I kind of want to talk about something that happened in last night's disappointing loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder by the Denver Nuggets. Um, and it was Michael Malone's decision to treat the team like a bunch of high schoolers and um, bench everyone. Uh, excuse me, when I say everyone, the starting lineup. Now, there's a couple truisms here. Uh, the bench was playing the, uh, better than the starting unit, but that was a, a basically a game that you could honestly say Malone probably threw away. Now, there are times this happens in the in, in an NBA season. There's the live to fight another day thing. Um, I don't believe that was going on here. I think Malone was pissed and he was just trying to prove a point. Okay. Now, we're going to leave all that aside and I'm going to talk more about that in the second half of the podcast. But in the first half, I kind of want to talk to you about kind of there's a history and a nexus between the marriage be, between a head coach, a successful head coach, and the superstar player. Um, not every team has ever had a superstar. Um, there have been plenty of stars in the NBA, but there haven't been a ton of superstars. And one of the most important things you could do as a head coach is have a great relationship with your superstar. Because um, 
the NBA is so player dominated that you you know your fortunes as a head coach are going to be intrinsically tied to that player being happy with you. Okay. Uh, there is no greater example of this what I'm talking about than Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan. Um, I've done a I did a Know Your History on this two years ago where I talked about uh, Greg Popovich and his rather controversial um, ascendancy to the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, it has been buried by history, but the guy for about two years until they won the title in 99 was the least popular head coach in the NBA. And it was because he sandbagged his, he was the GM of the Spurs. He sandbagged Bob Hill and then took his job. Uh, I, I think this is one of the, maybe the only time in uh, NBA history this has ever happened. But all that aside, um, one of the most fortunate things that ever happened to Greg Popovich was Tim Duncan came into his life. And he came into his life after they had kind of, sort of, but not really, but kind of obviously tanked the 96-97 season. Uh, David Robinson had injury issues. Um, He was out (coughs) shortly after the season began when Bob Hill was still, still coach. And then Hill was fired. Robinson came back for a bit and then he hurt himself again. And then Sean Elliott um, was injured, and then they kind of sort of on the sly sat him, you know. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a tank. And I've talked about how the 96, 97 Nuggets did themselves an incredible disservice by winning the last game of the season, which guaranteed their lottery odds were worse than the Spurs, because the Spurs ended up with a, uh, one game in the loss column, uh, more losses than the Denver Nuggets. Okay. But that draft only had basically Tracy McGrady and, um, you know, Chauncey Bills was in it, but he wasn't, he, he ended up being selected third, uh, and his checkered journey through the NBA is well known. Tim Duncan was first, but then Tracy McGrady was drafted um, later on. But it really wasn't a tremendous draft. I mean, uh, everyone knows the Nuggets picked fifth, and they selected Tony Petit. But Greg Popovich had the unbelievable uh, good fortune of winning the lottery and drafting Tim Duncan. And he was able to pair Duncan with David Robinson to basically guarantee success. There was no better front court uh, in the late 90s. Um, pairing, I should say, with two players than uh, than uh, David Robinson and uh, Tim Duncan. So, because people forget this, in 97, 98, and then 99, uh, David Robinson was still a good player. Um, people remember that he really had fell off by the time 2003 ran along, and the the uh, Spurs' second title was won. Uh, Robinson was, by that point, um, just a glorified role player. Um, but in 97 and 99, David Robinson was still mostly David Robinson. So that and unbelievable success was, uh, was the gateway to Popovich basically becoming the coach he was. But more than that, you know, since this was essentially, by the time Duncan was drafted it was a passing of the torch 
from David Robinson to uh, Tim Duncan. David Robinson was not a big fan of Greg Popovich to start with. And it took a couple of years for their relationship to be on good footing. Um, but the player who always bought in to Greg Popovich and his um, rather acerbic form of coaching was uh, Tim Duncan. And Duncan was the gateway to allow Greg Popovich to be the coach he was. And you have seen since Duncan retired and Kawhi Leonard left that Greg Popovich is pretty much an average coach without star players, like every other NBA coach. Okay, uh, Phil Jackson, when it was only Kobe Bryant and a bunch of riffraff, was an okay coach. Right? Except for the 94... Uh, 93-94 season, which was the best coaching job I, Phil Jackson ever had, and that was just a tremendous, tremendous coaching job that year, squeezing 55 wins out of that team. But Greg Popovich, sans Tim Duncan, is not the same coach. And the reason I bring up that whole history is to say that Pop is a guy who has been allowed to be the way he has been throughout his entire history, almost exclusively because of Tim Duncan. If Tim Duncan didn't approve of it, Peter Holt would have fired Greg Popovich. Um, Tim Duncan, the superstar, the top 50 player of all time, um, he is not if it let me put put it to you this way since he was with the Spurs his entire career if Duncan didn't approve of Popovich Popovich wouldn't have lasted long and that relationship is absolutely key Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant which was an up or down relationship which contributed to Jackson actually leaving in 2004 but then patching things up and Phil Jackson coming back in 2006 there was a, you know, you need that symbiosis. And that symbiosis is the most important part of any sort of coach, a successful coach relationship. You, if you're not on the same page as your superstar, the coach will be gone. Um, if LeBron James wasn't willing eventually to be coached by Eric Spolstra, that wouldn't have worked. Spolstra is very much in the Popovich mold. He's a hard ass, um, but and you t- tend to do things his way. But if if LeBron James wasn't, like, it took a while. But if LeBron James wasn't on board with that, it wouldn't have worked. Um, famously, um, Pat Riley was installed as a head coach after um, Paul Westhead and. Um, Magic Johnson couldn't get along. Um, that is probably, there's no better example of that as the consequences of not having a good relationship with your superstar. There's nothing, there's no better example than Paul Westhead getting fired in 1982. Um, and Pat Riley coming in, um, and he had a much better relationship with Matt Johnson, even though Pat Riley is a hard ass himself. Their relationship worked, and the relationship between Riley and 
Magic Johnson is what allowed uh, Riley to coach the Kareem the way he was able to coach him and James Worthy and all these guys. That was the gateway. That was the that was the relationship that mattered. And it is important for us as Nuggets fans, as I get to the second half of this podcast, it is important for us as Nuggets fans to remember that we have a superstar here. Um, Alex English and Doug Moe, Alex English wasn't a superstar, but he was very much a very high-end star. He and Doug Moe had a, particularly toward the end, a very fractious relationship um, where uh, it was obvious that the Nuggets were looking to push English out, and that relationship became more fractured. Um, and in the 70s, David Thompson uh, and it was basically a, a, a du- duality between David Thompson and Jay and Issel um, and their relationship with Larry Brown. And Larry Brown, uh, as we all know, is high strung and um, removed himself from the situation in the 78-79 season. But Michael Malone's relationship with a certain player from Serbia is by far the most important thing for Michael Malone. And I'm going to bring in the, uh, the events of last night with some other things that uh, we need to discuss as Nuggets fans on the other side of the break. But I need to talk to you first about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get in on the Christmas spirit with a holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet of up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. Um, there's also those same-game parlays that are available. They've got a bunch of NFL action this weekend. I, I suggest all of that be taken advantage of. It's a great way for you to stretch your dollar uh, and really make your money work for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. Bet just $5 in any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. This promo code MHS this Christmas uh, this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NBA. Uh, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so got me thinking last night as I watched Michael Malone do something that you only do with a rebuilding team. And that was the the point proving thing. There is something intrinsic and there's some in value into knowing the pulse of your team. Granted, this Nuggets team is decimated by injuries, but that starting lineup, and, and I highly suggest everyone listen to Locked On Nuggets, um, Matt Moore and Adam Hodges had a great discussion about Malone and him benching the starters for the second half of the game last night. 
and I highly suggest everyone take a take a listen to that because it, they make some excellent points there. But one thing they've one thing they've missed and everyone else has missed is next year is Michael Malone's final year under contract. And we all know the axiom with coaches. They don't like coaching in a lame duck season. Mike D'Antoni did it in Houston. Uh, I don't think anyone was happy with that season. Uh, lame duck coaches tend to not have uh, a ton of respect with the team. And this has been, once again, hovering over this season. Um, and part of this is I wish the Nuggets wouldn't do this to Malone. I wish they would just extend him out of, you know, four years instead of two to three years at a time. I really wish they would do that. Um, but on the flip side of that, I wish we all, not I wish, but I, I, this one thing that has been true whenever Malone gets to a quasi-contract year, which this is, is he becomes more high-strung, he becomes more irritable, and this is not the season to be doing that. There's a bunch of extraneous things going on. And Matt Moore made the comment in the uh, Locked On uh, Nuggets podcast with Mares that Malone can't ratchet down. Well, part of that inability to ratchet down is the fact that he is in, technically in a contract year. Um, now, the last time Malone renewed was in 2019. Um, that was an extension. And he was renewed through 22-23, which is the fall next year. And Malone, you don't want a guy who's as high-strung as Malone going into a lame-duck season. Um, I don't know how the Nuggets would handle that. I don't even know what they're doing. I mean, I haven't looked into uh, if they've gone through negotiations or anything like that. Um, but Malone, if we know anything about him, is that he's high-strung, and he has a hard time turning off the gas. And this year in particular, I have noticed that that is a truism. And when I'm talking about that... When I that conversation that we had at the beginning about Popovich and coach superstar relationship, so far Malone hasn't run afoul of Nikola Jokic, and that is very important for Michael Malone. Um, but when you do things like treating your entire starting lineup like they're in a high school, you can only get away with that once. Uh, if, if there's anything I know about the NBA, having watched it for 30, over 30 years, is that you, that sort of thing that Malone pulled, you can only get away with it once, particularly on a team with a superstar. That's, that's, there's, it's that the old axiom, everybody gets one. That is very true here. Malone got one. But... You are not going to get far in the NBA running afoul of anyone on uh, of high value on your team. And Malone's high-strung behavior this year is probably not helping things. The Nuggets are 14-4. The Nuggets are now to a point, and this is something that people need to understand. Malone is never the quote-unquote reason they lose a game. 
the Nuggets team is talented enough and Nikola Jokic is talented enough to where that they have the agency over it. However, he is now to the point in his coaching, as opposed to his early years, where he can be a reason they win and a reason they lose. He has now moved on to the, the he can't, He's moved on to the 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 where the phase where most coaches are. They were Rick Carlisle, which is another great example of running afoul of your superstar. Um, where Rick Carlisle was, sometimes you can hurt. You're not going to be the reason they lose, but you can also not help. And I am going to be curious to see how the Nuggets approach this. Uh, going forward with a, with a coach who can't, and you've heard me say this over and over and over and over on this podcast, Malone needs to learn how to relax because high strung behavior like that will bite you in the ass. And I have said this, I, 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 my concern with Malone is that he is a good coach who won't allow himself to be a great coach because he cannot chill. And it, and if he keeps doing stuff like benching the entire starting unit with a superstar on the team, he's eventually going to run afoul of important players. That hasn't happened now, but you can only do this so often, folks. You can only do this so often before people are like, don't treat me like this. I am a superstar in this league. And that is where we are, folks. And I think I'm just, if, I know Malone doesn't listen to these more cats, but if I was going to beg Michael Malone, I would tell him to chill the F out. Just chill out. This, there's a bunch of extraneous things going on in this season that are out of your control and you're not making them better by being high-strung. That is just 100%. He's not improving things. Player, our players are dropping right and left. And it doesn't help when you have a coach who decides to bench his entire starting unit. Whether they were, that was the reason they lost or not doesn't matter. But it's something that you can only get away with once when you have a veteran-laden starting lineup. You know, you get one. I'm curious to see how Malone handles this. Because I'm, I'm telling you guys, if he doesn't chill, it's going to come back to bite him. And he needs to chill. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I will be back probably in the first week of January with another episode. Goodbye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.